Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hunklo and Hunkle to this episode no, no, of no, Hunky Buddy no, Hunky. No, stop, oh. stop. Nope. I hated all of that. I loved it. <laughs> what do you mean? I was just I was just doing the regular intro to the podcast. Yeah, except uh, I believe you named us the Hunky What? What did you call us? Yeah, we're Hunky But a Hunky. <laughs> hunky But a What? But a Hunky. <laughs> well, since when? Since when did that happen? Oh, oh no! Hang on, we're oldie but a goodie, aren't we? Yes, I think you're you're doing the wrong intro. Yeah, <laughs> that's for my other show. <laughs> yes. Your other show, please do tell. Uh, yeah, every week we review a particular hunk from a particular year of... What, fashion? <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. Well, you're in luck this week. Anyway, it's Oldie Buddy Goody. Uh, it's the podcast. We watch movies from 1987 in the, in the order they came out in. We pick a film. We do full synopsis, reviews, spoilers. My name is Sandro. As always, joined by Zach. Hello. And uh, and this week, for this marvellous movie that we have endeavoured to do a review of, we are joined once again by the guest. You last heard her on episode 69, and now she's back for Hunk, <laughs> Sandy Woodamello. Hey, guys. I feel like you invited me to be on this movie as, like, uh, an apology for the last one. <laughs> yeah. And Ooh. I'd just Ooh. like to say that your apology is accepted. <laughs> Yep. This is a truly healing experience. Yep. This movie is my new best friend. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way of describing it. Mm. I wouldn't describe it that way. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's mm. not... From a filmmaking perspective, they probably should have, I don't know, gotten good microphones. Well, you know, it's the mm. 80s. Recording outside was hard. Mm. Yeah. That's why they often... they Didn't they often dub stuff that was recorded outside? Well, they did. I can tell you they did. <laughs> I've got two moments where they did some interesting dubs. Yeah. But yeah, no, this film is um is something special. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went into it expecting one thing, came out the other end not quite knowing what I had watched, but knowing that deep down it was quite nice. It's what we deserved. Mm. Yeah, maybe not the movie we need right now, but <laughs> yeah. the movie we deserve. No, other way around. <laughs> No, I think it's the movie we deserve. <laughs> I definitely think it's the movie we deserve. Well, it was definitely oh. the movie I needed right now. Oh, <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, there's so many twists and turns. I wasn't I mean... expecting as much Satanism. <laughs> yeah. I, look, I didn't... Look, I didn't look at any synopses or anything before going into this. All I knew was that it was going to involve a hunk, and that was enough for me to sign up. I mean, isn't that enough for all of us? Well, that's how they get you, isn't it? That's how the devil gets you. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zach, what were the other options that I didn't pick this week? So you had two other options, which actually sounded pretty good, but not as good, obviously, as our hunky, chunky boy. We had Angel Heart, a a private investigator, finds that everyone he's been questioning about, about this missing person case, themselves have gone missing. And it might be because of black magic. 
why, why, what a twist. And Lethal Weapon, which you may have heard of once or twice, which is a classic buddy cop comedy about a depressed special forces officer and a guy who's too old for this shit. Much like me. Yes. Mm, I think we can all relate. <laughs> Relatable. So some really good films, but you chose this one. I did choose it. Well, I watched Angel Heart. I gave it a watch and it's pretty good. It's an entire film leading up to a twist that you can kind of see coming from the start. So ah, one of those. That's all I'll say. Let's talk about the movie that this was released, March 6th. The team behind this film, it's all over the place because it's written and directed by Lawrence Bassoff. Uh, his only other film credit is from 1984 for a film that um, we actually could have done an episode on, but we didn't, which is called Weekend Pass, about a bunch of sailors who go wild over the weekend. Aside from that, the only other thing that he's got is a bunch of uh, collections of movie posters that you can buy on Amazon. Hmm. So cool. Nice. And it's also produced by Marilyn Jacobs Tenza, the daughter of the founder of uh, Crown International Pictures, which is the movie that released this film. And they also released Weekend Pass. They've been around since the 50s doing like B movies. I've got some of the more interesting titles of films that they've released. Oh, please. Yeah. The Pom Pom Girls. <laughs> okay. I'm intrigued. Do they make pom poms? Do they wear them? What, who's to say? Oh, the poster is exactly what I thought it would be. Okay. Uh, the other film. Like a very long legs. Yep. And a girl at the top of those legs. <laughs> yep. Uh, there's also Super Chick and Police Woman. There's a bit of a theme. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> going on with these titles. <laughs> she's a police, but the twist is that she's a woman. What? That's crazy. Unbelievable. Wow, imagine. Uh, 80s audiences would have been, their minds would have been blown. Uh, The Kidnapping of the President is a funny title. But I think my favourite has to be The Madman of Mandorus, but it's better known as They Saved Hitler's Brain. Oh, good on him. And then what did they do with it? (laughs) No idea. I think it's probably just Wolfenstein. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Well, I hope they didn't appoint it. All right, for the cast. John Allen Nelson plays Hunk Golden. He is in so many movies, including the title role in Deathstalker and The Warriors from Hell. Mwah. That's a chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah. He's also in Killer Clowns from Outer Space, but the clowns are spelt with a K. Oh, no. Oh. No, that, that's not good. And he plays the character of Shit Kicker in Feast 3, The Happy Finish. <laughs> Amazing. What, what, what a lead title. <laughs> He's also in a bunch of TV shows. He had a recurring role in 24, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and is also Monica's boyfriend in the first ever episode of Friends. So he has done oh, yay! decent things. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. Good for Hunk. Mm. For Hunk's original form, Bradley Brinkman is Steve Levitt, who was in a TV show called The Paper Chase, Mm -hmm. and that's about it. I think he was in The Incredible Hulk Returns TV movie. That's There's nothing else much about it. I wanted to make a shout-out to casting directors Paul Bankston and David Kahn for providing the Hunk. Mm. I'd like to shout-out to Lee Roll, who definitely (laughs) applied some Hunk. He also brought the Hunk, didn't he? Yeah. But he also brought the charisma. And I think that's also important. Charisma's part of hunkiness, though. Yeah. Hunk is a... Sandra, hunk is a state of mind, you know. <laughs> hunk is a feeling. Mm. And a good jawline. And, a, yeah, absolutely. 
speaking of jaw lines, nah, oh. The Witch O'Brien is played by Deborah Shelton. <laughs> yep. It was a Miss USA beauty pageant winner. Also was in multiple seasons of Dallas, so she's done some mm. stuff. There's also The Devil, or Dr. D, who is played <laughs> by James Coco, an award-winning actor on both the screen and stage. I feel like I've seen him in multiple yeah. things before. Yeah. But I just couldn't... I couldn't see through that, like, Attila the Hun costume to the man underneath. Yeah. yeah. For the rest of the movie, I could only imagine him as Attila the Hun for some reason. Um, he sadly died of a heart attack just a few days before this movie came out, which is a shame. But, uh, yeah, he's done some really, really good stuff. There's also Avery Schreider as Constantine Constantinopolis. Yes, the very first Greek phobic character I think I've run across. <laughs> yeah. Except for all the characters in My Big Fat Greek Wedding. But I think that movie gets a pass. Yeah. He was a popular comedian in the 60s uh, for a comedy duo Aww. alongside Jack Burns. There's also, I love this, Robert Morse as Garrison Gaylord, who went on to play Cooper in Mad Men. Ah. He was great. And finally... This movie, yes, this movie, Hunk, that we're reviewing this week, is the first ever film appearance of Brad Pitt. What? Is it? As an extra. Are you kidding me? Where? What? On the beach. No. We have to pause this. I need to go find him. <laughs> what? Where is he? Brad, Brad, come back. Was he one of the guys oiling up that surfboard? <laughs> Uh, he's in the first scene where I think Bradley meets all of the beach people. Oh, he's in, like, the background. Yeah, the very background. No wonder he came up when I searched... I searched up Hunk before, and it came up with Brad Pitt, and I'm like, why did it do that? I don't think I've ever been this happy. (laughs) I mean, what else could you want in a movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, or anywhere. I don't think any critics saw this at the time. Uh, it does have an audience score of 23%, though, 4.7 <laughs> out of 10 on IMDb, 2.5 mm. on Letterboxd, so, I mean, not positive. Uh, but you see, like, it's because this movie came out in the 80s, and they were very anti-sexy, you know, back then, <laughs> whereas we're very positive sexy nowadays, I feel. Oh, yeah, we didn't even mention that. This movie is very tame for a film called Hunk that came out in the 80s. Uh, yes. It's very tame. Reagan's America. Anyway, I don't know how much this cost either, but it did get released all around the the Americas. What do you think it made? I'm going to say a solid, a big, fat five mil. All right, well, let's go half that. I'll say 2.5 then. Um, Sandy's Closer, this made 1.7 mil. Oh! Damn. Oh, but I bet go. it didn't cost anything to make. Yeah, I don't think so. They would have had to hire out a beach, but even then... Oh, they probably knew someone who owned one. Oh, maybe they, the studio rented out mm. a beach and they just filmed, like, ten films there over the course of a week. Yeah, that's fair. Actually. I don't know, that, that, that World War Three scene was pretty cost-intensive. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Well, let's not put the cart before the horse. Alright, we do have a new... Uh, segment right here. It's very quick where you both pick your favourite tagline for the movie because we realise mm. taglines from the 80s, they are mm. they're incredible and I've got the uh, the three taglines here according to IMDb and you're both gonna, oh. gonna try and pick your favourite. Okay. Mm. This is so exciting. He made a devil of a deal and now there's hell to pay. Ooh. Solid, solid. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. Alright, the, the second one is this. Bradley Brinkman made a devil of a deal. Now he's America's hottest piece of beachfront property. <laughs> I'm quite... I like that. Yep. I, 
like that it objectifies men. I just think it's a bit of a mouthful. That, yeah, that that it's part. very long. It is very long. It sounded hard to just get out, to be honest. Yeah, I feel like yeah. the picture of him on that DVD cover would be really small. Like, mm. Mm. you'd have to make a lot of room for the title up top, and so he'd just be a little guy, a little yes. tiny hunk on the on the cover. Well, if you think that one's long, uh, just wait until the third one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Down through history, the devil has appeared in many forms, tempting men with fantasies beyond their wildest dreams. But the damnedest thing he ever did was change an ordinary Bradley Brinkman oh into a handsome, heroic, incredible Hulk. Hunk, not Hulk. That's another thing. <laughs> I think that's just the butt to the back of the DVD. No, that that's that's the entirety of the plot. Yeah, I'm like I don't we don't need to watch it now. Yeah, okay. I definitely I definitely have to agree with Sandy. The second one's the best one. Okay. Sure. Second one's the best. Could do with a bit of editing. <laughs> yeah, shrinking down a bit. Mm. Mm. We're gonna need an extra large DVD case, you know? Yeah. Gonna watch that DVD case grow, just like how in this movie we see something else grow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really liked the like balloon sound, like the sound of someone <laughs> like that they like the the foley artist chose for that. Yep, I know exactly the one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that was really special. So uh, the font for this movie, the opening font, is uh, a license plate mm. with the word "hunk" on it. That's what it looked like. It sounded like a big light turning on. That, you know, the, that effect mm. they put behind the title appearing? Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was like a computer click or something, because later on they oh, have lots yeah. of computers and stuff. Like, uh, you know, the, maybe I'm reading too much into it. This is the kind of thing that if this was set during the satanic panic and we were a group of, like, concerned moms, we would be, like, playing that sound <laughs> backwards to see if it had any subliminal messages about <laughs> yeah, licking Satan's asshole or anything. Mm. Mm. Anyway, yeah, um... so it was a good font. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good font. It was a good font. It, it was, was alright. I, I don't know. The opening of this movie is just kind of fun. Look, it, it gets you into the movie. It, it really uh, tells you what it's all about. Here's a question that I have. Yep. Do you guys get out of bed by doing a push-up? <laughs> of course. Does it? Doesn't every man? Is that a man thing? I don't know who sleeps like that though. Who sleeps face down? <laughs> yeah. I sleep front i'll i'll admit to that but i'll i'll still turn around to get out of bed like i'll sit yeah you don't know what's behind you like if you sit up backwards <laughs> oh i i i sleep clanking you know i i do <laughs> one-handed push-ups in my sleep you know <laughs> well that's how you get a back like the beautiful back that was showed in the first yeah yeah episode. exactly oh and they linger on that back for sure mm. which would make a great Facebook cover photo and or desktop wallpaper. Especially mm. with that bedspread, that funky bedspread he has. Oh, yes. mm. I don't even know how to describe that pattern. It's just really 80s geometric. Mm. And, and and the electric bed. It's Of course it's an electric bed. Mm. Yes. Except it's also stolen from a hospital? Yeah. What? I thought the nurse lady just knew how to use it because they had stuff like that at the hospital. Was electric beds... Is that still a thing? Do people still get beds? Obviously in, like, hospitals and nursing homes and stuff, but, like, for for personal use. I think there was a fad with electric beds in the 80s, and, like, hotels would get them, and, like, they would just massage... Like, it was, like, a massage chair, but it was, like, a bed... I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like the water beds. I feel like they were a thing, yeah. and then people realize mm. that they are not comfortable. Yeah, and not. they 
got rid of them. And, yeah, energy intensive. Yeah. Yeah. Because water beds were cold, man. You had to, like, heat them. Heat the water. Fun fact, first time I ever saw Titanic by James Cameron was at my neighbor's house. And we sat and we watched it on the tiny little, like, 12-inch screen in her parents' room, sitting mm. on their waterbed. <laughs> and let me tell you, watching Titanic on a waterbed really gives you extra element, extra angle to the experience. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you, it's like you're on the boat. You're on the water, you know? Yeah, we were those, we were those old people who, like... Yeah. <laughs> the water's rising. The water! What did I watch on a waterbed? I, I think I saw Looney Tunes back in action, the Brendan Fraser film. That's the only film I've ever watched on a waterbed. I don't waterbed. think I've ever encountered a waterbed, to be honest. Wow. Well, you are living at 98% of your potential. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm missing out now. I need an electric waterbed. Is what I need. Zach, when we hook you up with a fancy demon lady, uh, uh, we'll yeah. work that into the deal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Apparently, it looks like you can buy a waterbed for about uh, five hundred dollars. There are obviously not a lot of them. No. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's not many. Not a lot of demand for that. All right. So, so hunk. He wakes up. Has a shower, jumps in his hunk mobile. Can I just say something about the shower really quick? Yep, I was. Yep. Yes. I just have a lot of feelings about the shower. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it a teleport back to Planet Hunk? Like, <laughs> first of all, it's outside. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's a strange little, like, a pneumatic tube capsule mm. with some kind of electronics on the wall. It's a, it's an odd one. I liked how, um, I liked how small it was and how often they tried to get two people in there. Yep. Yeah, actually, two people in the shot in this tiny. Yeah. Mm. I'm not convinced it's a real shower. I think it might just be something they built as a part of the set for the movie. What? <laughs> How dare you? I, th- I think you're right. I think it is a leftover prop from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> you yes. may call me a shower truther, but uh, I don't trust it. No. Uh, it, it's very clearly a teleportation to the shower zone uh, where yeah. you can... <laughs> <laughs> where you can take a shower and teleport back. It just makes yep. sense. It's not a shower. It just teleports all the dirt off your body. <laughs> mm, there you go. Yeah. That's like that proton shower from that film. <laughs> oh, yeah. we The one where it was just like we could turn electricity into a shower or something. Yeah. <laughs> weird. You guys are living a really wild life, aren't you? Watching <laughs> yeah. movies like this every week. Yeah. Check out our Vicious Lips episode. You just have this whole, whole series of experiences that nobody shares. <laughs> yep. It is walking through life. You're walking down the street. You're like, they don't know. <laughs> they don't know about proton showers. They haven't seen what I've seen. <laughs> it's like Nam. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody gets you, man. Hey, but you get us for this movie. For this well, movie. For this movie. We're yeah. seeing this hunky chunky boy. I'm there. I'm there in the jungle with you mm. guys. I'm smoking a roach. We're the only three people in Australia who have seen this movie. You're probably right. (laughs) Yeah. So he goes to meet Dr. Susan, who Mm -hmm. immediately, Mm -hmm. like, he starts, like, talking about how he's not actually, like, hunk golden. He made a deal with the devil or whatever. Like, we'll go through the backstory. But she's immediately like, you're crazy. But also, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) She's the worst therapist ever. She's not very good. Although she's like Mr. Golden and he's like, call me hunk. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> which was really special. Yeah. And then he calls her Doc, which is also beautiful and amazing. Yeah. 
But I did take issue with when she said time is running out because their therapy appointment had just started. And I don't think you're meant to call people crazy if you're if therapizing them. Yeah. I just feel like therapists are meant to ask questions, not gaslight well, and neg you. Yeah, <laughs> yes. but also she, the, that, the whole point is she's not supposed to be, you know, therapeutic him. Yeah, yeah. She's supposed no, to be yeah. convincing him to do a deal with the devil. That's true, that's true. That's a twist that we find out later in the movie, so it does explain. Mm. This this movie, you can't criticise it because it's covered all its bases, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the therapist is bad for a reason. Everything happens that's for a true, reason. That's true, actually. Sci-fi yep. showers, hunky boys, it all happens for a reason. Mm. That shower comes back, you know? It does come back. And I'm glad, because that shower is one of the the real stars of this. The real mm. hunk of the film is that mm. shower. I am attracted to that shower. Uh, we jump into the backstory of how he became hunk six weeks ago. He was but a computer nerd called Bradley. I like, so I'll just mention this, how they transitioned into that. Mm. By him just talking, and then as he was talking, they, they cut in a dub... Over his talking, with yeah. with with the the like the nerd voice, the other guy, yeah, the other guy's voice, and I was like, "What? What just happened? What did I just witness?" I was mind blown by the audacity of this cut slash flashback dub over that was mid talking. It really, uh, it really took me by surprise. I don't know about yeah. you guys. I don't think I was wearing headphones to watch this, so it wasn't as noticeable for me. But uh... oh, it was very noticeable if you were paying attention just at that moment when they did it. And I was like, "What is? What just happened? What is going on? <laughs> what? 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 What?" I was in a state of panic. See, I was more upset the moment directly after that where we see Brad- where we see Bradley having like those IRL thought bubbles. Ah, oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. That annoyed me. I was just <laughs> I was distracted by his beautiful face. Yeah, that's the thing with Bradley and I guess the thing with all movies that do this storyline is it's still a movie. So the nerd that they hire is still, you know, he's not an ugly nerd. Mm. Actually, yeah, I, I was gonna, you know, later on on the beach when he like takes his shirt off and he's walking around and he's like, yeah. oh, little ugly old me, I got no muscles. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Yeah. This, if he sucked in his tummy like the other boys on the beach, he'd be hunkalicious. Like, yeah. He looks great. He's got a tan. Like, is, is curly yeah. hair not in? I feel like that's not the case because it's the 80s and big hair is like all the rage. Like, yeah. he's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's because he's like a, I know he's awkward. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. Like, it, it's not. But then, like, Hunk is also pretty awkward <laughs> for the first few moments. Yeah. So. yeah. It, he kind of looks like the, um, who's the guy opposite Gene Kelly and Singing in the Rain? The Donald something? Oh, yes, Donald O'Connor. Donald O'Connor, yeah. And maybe that's the thing. It's not about what your actual perception, like other people's perception of you. It's about your perception of yourself. Ooh. True, true. That's what this movie's actually... That said, the hunk hunk is very, very beautiful man, so... Yes. Like, I mean, we all look, we all look like nerds next to that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that really helped the movie, you know? We were maybe mm. like, huh, this guy doesn't look so... Ne- oh. Never mind. No, we're good. We're good. <laughs> yep. Everyone looks like a nerd. Like, at least they delivered on the one, their one promise, you know, which <laughs> yeah. was that this movie, there will be a hunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the one thing the film had to do. And they did it. And props to them. Mission accomplished. 
so uh, he's daydreaming at work. A classic, classic 80s thing. And of course, his boss comes over and is angry that he's daydreaming at work. Gives him a good old row. And the yes. guy's like, oh, man, I don't know what to do. I, I gotta sell my soul for a code. Oh, <laughs> ah, man. Ah, so, yes, yeah, so, so his job is to sit at a computer and come up with ideas. Mm-hmm. And then the computer uses those ideas to come up with, like, some sort of fitness program. I think, yeah, like, self-help programs, I think. Yeah. That was yeah. probably big back then. What was his job? I was I, so confused. I don't know. <laughs> Are computers magic? Did someone? <laughs> is computers magic? Speaking <laughs> of, I think I feel like this movie is very prescient in that it, it its premise is selling your soul to a computer to make you hot. Like, I, mm. <laughs> yeah, mm. this is a warning <laughs> yeah. about what's to come. <laughs> Although I will say, I remember that stripy printer paper. My mum used to have, mm-hmm. like, reams of it she'd let us draw on. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a thing. At least, yeah, until, like, the early 90s. So he says, I will sell my soul for a money-making idea. And then the computer shows this eagle logo, which is apparently the logo of the devil himself incorporated. Uh, he oh. actually, it's actually a vulture. Sandra. Oh, it's a vulture. Ah, see? Because vultures are evil. That's yeah, a fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More so than eagles. Although, the Nazis, they had an eagle. Oh, they will remind us of that later on in the movie. That's true. <laughs> yeah, he sells his soul for this program, the Yuppie program, and then he's like, well, I actually don't know anything about yuppies. I'm going to go to a, a beach and study them. Classic logical leap. Does he actually sell his soul for this program? It seems like this is just a little free taster because it doesn't sign anything. Maybe it puts him on the radar of the devil? Well, yeah, like the devil definitely did it, but maybe it's like they're just priming him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, definite, it's definitely like a, a, li- a little, little taste, a little teaser because they have to make him sign the contract and he has to agree to it after the trial. Trial period. <laughs> This is amazing that the devil's terms are so reasonable. Mm. Like, more reasonable, I think, than a lot of organizations out there. Yeah. Mm. Like, she even throws karate skills into the deal, like, just for <laughs> free, just for funsies. Yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta protect yeah. your assets, you know? I love that she said that. Yes. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I love that the devil has got, like, trial periods. It's it's great. It's a good (laughs) idea. It's a good concept. There's a lot of really funny concepts in this movie. Like, it's not even, like, a multi-level marketing scheme. It's, like, just genuinely a great, like... Yeah, I've I've worked for worse companies. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. I bet the devil doesn't... isn't a wage thief. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why he rejected the job offer at the end. It sounded like a really good opportunity. Yeah, honestly, he, he's having such a bad time throughout this movie, and I'm like, why, though? <laughs> seems great. It seems like it only has positives, to be honest. You get to go commit some sins. You get no repercussions from it. You're already in leagues with Satan. It's mm. not like you're going to go to hell again. Yeah, it's not like you're being tormented. You're being. Yeah. You're going to be like... You're upper middle management. Like you're you're making things happen. It's a career path. Yeah, it's it's he he he's living the life of his dreams and then every 10 years he has to commit a sin. Oh no, it sounds <laughs> terrible. She she only had to get one soul per century. What a cushy job. 
Honestly, yeah, she had a, an even better run of it than he'd had. Mm. All yeah. she had to do was convince one solar century. It just makes you think, like, the economy in the 80s. Yeah. People didn't know how bad it was going to get. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were yeah. like, this is what the working conditions are in hell. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. wait till you see America in 30 years, buddy. <laughs> yeah. we'll, t- we'll talk about Chachka for a bit. Oh, Chachka. Love to see an East Coast girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. she comes in because Bradley is renting this dingy, grungy, like, house that's half finished or something. I'm sorry, it's a literal beachside mansion that just happens to have some nets on the walls. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Tragic. <laughs> no amount of sheets tacked up over a window is going to convince anyone that your beachside mansion... <laughs> Mm. isn't swanky especially when Mm. the mansion then gets like hunkified you're like this isn't yeah this isn't some awful place yeah i didn't notice the difference between it before and after hunkification i'm not gonna not gonna lie oh it's just a bit of interior decorating but it's on the beach (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah like it's it's still pretty good no there's not even like a road in between it and the beach yeah you just walk out your front door and there's brad pitt it's directly Mm. on the beach yeah Maybe, maybe because Satan previously owned it is why uh, why people don't want to get it. That is a thing. Oh yeah, Captain Captain Kravitz, the sea captain. It's possible that if people knew that he was Satan. This is my theory. People knew that that was Satan, so they didn't want to go anywhere near the place, which is why it's actually that cheap. Not so much that it's dingy, because it's still a beachside mansion. It's that Satan owned it. <laughs> And everyone knows that except Chachka. Yeah, and she comes into the to the house, mm. and Bradley's like, "Oh, but but why is your name Chachka?" And she's like, "Oh, it's because my house is full of Chachkas." Yeah, no, uh, I'm not a fan of her character. Is it a bit anti-Semitic? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, it. The movie pretty much hates all the secondary characters that aren't. Yeah. The hunk, the titular hunk. And, like, maybe the therapist slash devil slash Satan. I liked, um, because he eventually, like, meets a bunch of these beach people. And one of them is like, Mm. I got my shirt stone-pressed at Spermatucci. And I couldn't tell if the name Spermatucci was meant to be a joke or not. Yeah, I mean, who's to say? Who's to say? It just kind of did slide slide right by, didn't it? Yeah. I, I, I like the, the thing where they say, yeah, it didn't look like you could afford to buy. Like, what? I also wrote that down. <laughs> I'm glad to see that this house ownership thing was already a thing in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Except uh, nowadays, if you saw someone like him specifically, you would think he owned a mansion. He looks he looks like he, he started up Facebook or something, you know? Yeah, he looks like he uh, has a private gym. Although I don't know about the mullet. The mullet confuses things. <laughs> mm, <it's laughs> In true. this day and age, at least. Yeah, if they were to re- remake this, I mean, they'd cast jesse eisenberg first of all but i think the mullet would probably have to go i would actually i had a discussion discussion question mm. planned mm. for the end which was you're doing a remake who do you cast who's the big hunk right now like who's the big is it henry cavill Ooh, maybe brad pitt, <laughs> brad pitt. no he's too old now um <laughs> yeah that's true that's true 
could still be sexy in my heart. He's still one of the sexiest men alive, but we need a we need a young mm. hunk in his hunky prime. I was thinking Dwayne the Rock Johnson, maybe. Oh yeah, he'd mm. bring like the comedy and stuff. It'd be pretty funny. Yeah, I, he's kind of he's kind of already done that in Jumanji, though. Wasn't that the whole plot? <laughs> was it? I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, it, that was pretty much. You should see it. It's pretty much the okay. plot of, of of Hunk. It's it's some nerdy guy gets turned into the Rock, and he's like, "Wow, I'm awesome." Nice. Mm. See, it's a viable, viable. Um... Yeah, you yeah. were you were on the ball. So he's seen this invisible woman everywhere. Uh, who we later find out is the witch O'Brien. Mm. And, like, he's dancing with her at a party, but obviously everyone's like, oh, he's dancing with air. Wait, you skipped V-Ball. You skipped V-Ball. <laughs> Sorry, I just love that term. It's good. I like how the, the football jockey guy, whatever, is a complete dick when he explains the rules for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, and he's like, don't kick sand on people, and then he kicks sand on him, and I'm like... Why? That's some bullying. Oh, yeah, and the sand... Because, like, he gets, like, knocked out as well. Yeah. He's Mm. like, hey, I'm mean. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Yeah, we meet meet two... We should probably explain it. So so he goes into the beach. Yeah, who are all the characters? Yeah, he meets uh, uh, the two couples, which are complete Mm. dicks. There's, There's... obnoxious rich couple yes yeah, so you've got american psycho man yes american psycho polo shirt man and then you've got his wife who's like a long island mob wife mm-hmm. bitchiest woman alive energy yeah i couldn't believe her <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they, they have the most obnoxious interactions humanly possible and then there's the other couple who is southern belle um, mm-hmm. former head cheerleader of former professional cheerleader. Yeah, and her partner, husband, this this football star, this tired old OJ. Yeah, this white football guy, and he's like, "Hey, want to play a game of V ball?" And and our little um, Brian, what's his name? I don't know. The non hunk. Yeah, non-hunk, the, the one that doesn't non-hunk. matter. Yep. Non-hunk is like, yep. okay, okay, I'll try to play. I just want to fit in. And then he's like, okay, I'll tell you the rules. And he's like, don't knock people over. And he knocks people <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't kick sand in their face. And he kicks sand in his face. He's like, got it. That's it. We don't even we don't even see them play volleyball. He, yeah. just, he just explains the rules and kicks sands in his face. It's oh. like, oh, okay. It's great. That was. I just felt like that was important. Yeah. To address. Yeah. But yeah, the party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, the party. I tell you what, though, this is always my worst fear at, at parties that I'll dance with an invisible man and look like a fool on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't you hate it when you see a vision of a super sexy individual and you're just like, oh, I'm dancing with this. This is great. I'm having a great time. And then they just vanish and you're dancing by yourself. <laughs> oh, the worst. So embarrassing. I, I think it's. Maybe the evening after he tries to have a party at his house, but no one shows up aside from this mysterious, invisible person. His plan was to invite everybody at the club or something? Yep. To his place? Yep. I wouldn't go either. (laughs) Yeah, no. Like, I feel like that's just a bad idea. Yeah. I don't know how that works out. I was kind of thinking, well, maybe I would go for the food, but then I was looking at what he was serving, and it was, like, popcorn on crackers. <laughs> I was like, mm, maybe not. Oh, yeah, because he overflows with popcorn earlier. And he has a little chef's hat. But, yeah, this mysterious woman appears, and she's like, I'm here. 
aroused. Your curiosity, I mean. Which was, (laughs) again, a classic line. Mm, Beautiful. Mm. And then we find out she's a demon! What? Yes. She's got a witchcraft license, which is very funny. She does. From the DMV in hell, which is hilarious. (laughs) And she wants to move in. This is my favorite. She wants to move into the Celsius neighborhood. Which I imagine mm. is like the French Quarter because it's European, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 no, that makes sense. Absolutely. <sighs> she also was like, um, yeah, she read him his black magic rights, which was very good. She, it's so above board. I'm just super impressed. I'm super impressed. When, when you're stealing souls for eternity, you got to be, you know, careful about these things. Mm. Do well, properly. you're not stealing by these, you know. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. We're not. That's the point. You're not by the end, right? Actually, make sure Mm -hmm. that you know that, like, you've got a right to an exorcist. If you cannot afford one, one will be provided. Yeah, that's good. I liked liked the hypodermic pen. That seemed very practical. That was practical. That was clever. Yeah. Mm, It was. Also, by the way, how hot does someone have to be before you indulge them in a soul-buying charade? Because he doesn't believe her, but he goes along with it because she's hot. Oh, uh, if, if I'm that nerd, I'm down with him. Like, that guy had no <laughs> luck with literally anybody, and then you start seeing visions of a sexy lady? Absolutely. I'm going along with whatever she's uh, selling. Can I just say my favourite line from this scene? You possessed my word processor that night? <laughs> yep. Yeah, so that she's the one that came up with the, the yeah, program, yeah. which is great. My word processor. I mm. kind of liked, um, nobody will give you the time of day at a Rolex convention. I thought that was... <laughs> very witty. <laughs> oh, very witty. Yes. That's a very good one. My only other note from this scene is the devil needs tax write-offs and then three love hearts. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it makes sense if he's had literally no luck getting anyone to his party, this one lady shows up, and she may be crazy, but I'm gonna see what she's about. Okay. Yeah, take my blood, bitch, it's fine. And yeah, he sells his soul for the trial period, the, the um, the sell your soul for the summer sale, <laughs> whatever it's called. Mm. He goes to sleep, and um, yep. we see, <laughs> we see this, this <laughs> ethereal version of O'Brien in a white dress. Mm. Uh, augmenting Bradley's body, and that's where we get that balloon sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we see several several pieces of the body. Uh, I liked the arms expanding. I thought that was a good effect. To be honest, I feel like it was just the guy breathing in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or raising his arm up a bit. Yeah. Yeah, like like flexing it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, yes, we had some uh, balloon expansion in the <laughs> southerly regions, which was fantastic. And all he had to do was give up his soul and his bathroom walls and ceiling. And then um, he wakes up, and this this confused me more than it confused him. Why was he confused where he woke up? Because his bedspread was so funky. I think it's because the the bedrooms had a makeover. Oh, I guess that's true, yes. But first he's like, whose arm is this? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, he looks in his pants and he says, that's not Oscar, my best friend since seventh grade is this. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Do you guys name your penises? (laughs) Not Oscar. Oh, absolutely. Not Oscar? (laughs) Yeah, not Oscar. No, you don't want him to sound like a a fancy butler at a hotel? (laughs) 
no, he sounds like a Muppet. I hated how, like, he woke up and Bradley's voice was just dubbed over. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the, the second time. There's, there's three points with the dubs. Yeah, then he goes searching for himself. And this is the weird thing I'd like to mention. He has a weird, like, he's himself. But he's searching for himself. Yeah, like... His other body is, like, another person, but is also still him. Well, and he's searching for that. I was I was interested in the way they took that. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm not me. I've got to search and find me. Where's myself? What? It was very confused. Well, maybe he... Um, maybe he thinks he's been Freaky Friday. Like, maybe he thinks someone's in his body or something. Yeah, except he... he acts like he's himself is now a different person except he has mm. all his previous memories and no new ones right so he would just be himself except hunky now well because we also see that bradley is being kept in hell and yes is aware of everything that's going on yes so i think maybe the soul is split in two yeah i'm very confused at at the angle they took because he again he acts like himself is a different person, but is also himself. Because cause he has his own previous... I've explained it twice now. Fellas, fellas, fellas. I think you're trying to bring logic to a hunk party. <laughs> yes, you're right. I That's should just true. accept that he is a hunky man and he is upset. This is a hunk fight. Uh, so uh, he goes to the beach. Yes. Searching for himself. And he plays some V-ball. Mm, yes. And the and the mean lady says, and I quote, "Kill him, hunk." <laughs> yeah, he plays V-ball, and the football guy is like, "I'm gonna wrap your nuts around your neck, slinky dick." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good line. Bring that back. I like uh, the slow mo. We got some slow mo. That'll oh, be did. useful for later on. Oh yeah, some good volleyball. Yeah, where he slam dunks the volleyball into the guy's face. Mm. In V-ball parlance, we call that a spike. After getting spiked in the face, the football guy's like, oh, we're gonna go now. And then he gets his ass beat by some karate action mm. hero, Hunkism. And he's knocked out. And then at uh, the party that Hunk then throws um, his... <laughs> <laughs> the... Oh, boy. <laughs> There's the angry girlfriend of the... Um, of the... <laughs> Poor guy. And this scene is just like... Beautiful, iconic. Yeah. Mm. I guess they wanted to be as family friendly as possible with this concept. Yep. And so they treat this like a comedy scene and it was, um... It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was surprised by uh, everything that unfolded. I had a good laugh. Uh, I like I like the fact that he had all this food prepared from the other day. Was it from the other day? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He said it's left over in the fridge. That was one of the lines oh. because he because he tried to hold the party. He failed. Wow. He just had it all in the fridge. And the specific line was like, "Oh yeah, I just had all this in the fridge." And the guys were like, "Oh." For 40 people, leftovers, wow. You know, <laughs> that that sort of thing. That's great. So the lesson here is that if no one comes to your party, try, try again. Yeah. Yeah, just, just turn into a hunky, gorgeous man. <laughs> 
then invite them all back and you can deal with the leftovers. Exactly. So she's like, come with me. I'm very angry at you. I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry. Actually, I'm not angry at all. I'm horny. Yeah. Yep. And she says the line, uh, you're a walking Chuck Norris movie and I'm not waiting until you're out on video cassettes. Whoa. <laughs> Just a great line. So so she, she lays him on the bed, rips his shirt off. I thought we were going to get a, a Stevie sex scene and well... Sort of. Well, they're, they're still fully clothed, though. I mean, apart from the shirt. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, fully clothed, she pulls a pillow over, and there's, like, a giant metal machine there. And I was like, what the <laughs> heck is that? What, why is there this machine? And then it turns out to be the controls for the electric bed. She then sets it to, to vibrate. Yep. Because she, she was a nurse at one point, so she knows how to use these things. They, they clarify this, just so you know. Mm. And then um, they make uh, some of the best faces I've seen <laughs> in a while <laughs> while they're violently shaking. Sandra, do you have the settings that she set it to written down oh, anywhere? Oh, I did not know. I didn't write down the settings. Oh, uh, yeah. I should have written them down, but it was like, wah, wah, wee, wah, the setting. <laughs> <laughs> it was like shit like that. Yeah. Um... They violently shake, yep. making a series of faces like, wow, wow. It's not only them that are shaking, though. The entire mansion is just... Yeah, the bed shakes the whole place. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And then Chachka outside is watching this jelly on a plate, and it's going like, wobble, wobble, wobble. <laughs> wow. And she's like, oh, my God. And, yeah, uh, then we just kind of, like, get a, a montage of, of him out having fun. Turns out he can eat and drink as much as he wants, and there's no repercussions for that. Yeah, we we, we get a, a presentation for all his abilities that she's given him, mm. which is fantastic. Showing you all the abilities and features of this model hunk. Again, a great deal. Mm. A great mm. deal. There's a few jokes where they're like, oh, he's getting male attention. And I was really happy that they weren't, like, police academy level just awful yeah. jokes. Like, they handled it. Yeah, it was just kind of like, and gay people are a thing and you're attracted to them too. Yeah. Yep. But it didn't have any, like, value judgments on that. He didn't make, like, a grossed out face when she said that. Yeah, exactly. You know, he didn't, like... He didn't, like, hurl in the bathroom or anything. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I liked it. It was very, you know, it was like, you're attracted to, to people. And then we got a woman, a woman, and a guy. And that was it. That was that was the scene. I would like to say today on 80s de decor, um, the, mm. the bar they were in, they had, like, these big rings through it. <laughs> yeah. Through the bar that looked like something you'd lock up your bike to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah. That was weird. Oh, and what was the deal? I think this is a different bar, but what was the deal with the mermaid? Um, oh. She's just meant to sit there and do nothing? Yeah, what a job. When she came, comes up the second time, the thing I wrote down was, someone please help this mermaid. She's been in a K-hole since last week. Because yeah. <laughs> she's just kind of like lying there staring into space, just probably oh. having a very upsetting psychedelic experience. I, I wrote down one thing from this scene, sorry. I wrote mm -hmm. down the schlong of King Kong. Oh, yeah. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is a great description. And then, yeah, we cut back to the doctor's office and, and she's like, I don't know if this is true. Sounds like he got it pretty good. 
Yeah. And she's got a fair point. I wrote it down. I was like, she's kind of got a point. There's not much downsides to this deal. Yeah, you have to work for Satan cause, you know, an atrocity now and again. But, you know, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's obviously morally wrong. But apart from that, Mm. you know. This is also, yeah, when we do meet Dr. D uh, because he goes back to his home. And mm. and Doctor D is there and tells him the deal. He's dressed up mm. like Attila the Hun. <laughs> no, I think he is Attila the Hun. Well, that's the thing, right? Is apparently he time travels. He's a time traveling yeah. devil. Yeah, and he does all the evil things in history like simultaneously, yeah, or like yeah. over again. He like redoes them or something. Yeah, yeah. you know, got to keep got to keep evil doing in business. You know, mm. again. That that that's the problem with this film. Uh, they couldn't imagine a worse workspace, and I feel like if we made this today, we could make this a lot more worse for for our <laughs> hunky boy. So yeah, he he explains. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta be a hunky boy. You're gonna have all these fun, and then just to, on the occasion, you're gonna have to come in and start World War Three or something. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just a few atrocities now and again, you know. And he's like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh no. how long do I have until my trial runs out?" Yeah, it's it's good that they explain these before the trials run out or anything. Like nowadays, it would be like, "Oh yeah, the trial run out. You're you're stuck in this. You don't have a choice anymore." Yeah, yeah. we just didn't tell you. Yeah, we're just gonna charge your credit card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Whereas in this movie, they're like, oh, yeah, this is what's going to happen. This is the evil things that we're trying to do to you. All right, just be aware of that. We legally have to tell you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. Still less shady than Trump University. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that the devil likes c- Coke classic. Oh, true. Oh, yeah, it's the 80s. Yeah, it's just after the whole Coke, the whole, like, new Coke thing. <laughs> yep. And I also love when he says, um, quote, I finally meet a beautiful woman and she wants me to bomb Pearl Harbor. <laughs> that was good. I feel like that was oh, a sentiment yeah. that we <laughs> we can all kind of relate to a little bit. <laughs> yeah. The therapist is making house calls now in that they're dating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Hey. <laughs> and they're going for a walk along a pier. And this is when we're introduced to... Garrison Gaylord. Mm. Yes. Who... Feels kind of like a Mike Myers, Austin Powers sort of character. Yes. He kind of does. He's very silly. Yes. Yeah. And we also have the only black character in the movie. As the TV director. Um, who's the dra- who's like a money-grubbing sensationalist type. As all directors are. So uh, they, they go over several shots. They're trying to record a video recording of him for his TV show or something about rich people. And they're trying to get a panning shot of the beach with him voice overlaying, but he sucks at it. And he spills a cocktail all over his front. And mm. Eventually, after he spills it all off on himself, he has to go and get a, a costume change, but his costume change is back at his hotel. What? Why was that? Because... Because <laughs> he didn't like it when the costume people starched his collars too much. I feel right. like this whole segment was just written and never edited. Yeah. Yes, correct. <laughs> I was very confused. Yeah, he jumps in his mm. car to drive to the hotel, and people, like, notice him on the way to the car as well, so he's quite famous. Yes. Mm. Even even our hunky boy bumps into him and is like, what? Is that Garrison Gaylord? Wow. And then, yeah, he jumps in the car... 
and as you mentioned, bumps it into reverse and uh, is is driving backwards right off the pier. Oh no! Roaring down the pier. Is this meant to be devil interference, <laughs> or is he just really bad at driving? <laughs> I, I think I later know. on they say something like that the, the car thing was a brilliant idea. Okay. Which means I think it was devil interference, but how exactly? Yeah, they didn't like make a like a magical harp noise or anything. It would just look like he just put it in reverse and was like, oh no, my foot's stuck on the accelerator. I liked the quote, if he kills himself on camera, the ratings will soar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the director is filming all this. So good on the director making the most of it. And he films Hunk stopping the car with his bare hands. Yeah, so he's Superman now. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it didn't even, like, screech or anything. It just stopped it. The touch of his hand put it into part. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It wasn't actually his strength. It was just uh, magic. We get the classic 80s and, um, well, and 60s and 70s as well, newspaper montage where he's famous mm. now. We see all these headlines. Yeah, he's in time. He's in life. Yeah. Superman saves TV royalty or something was one of them, I think. Mm. And now and now he's super famous as a hunk. And is this when he's offered the key to the city? It's pretty much now because the rest of the movie happens pretty quickly. Yeah, because they they have the they have um, the vision of World War Three. That's right, and he's got some cool tats, you. Yeah, yeah, I loved, I loved, I loved the evil tats. That was fantastic. That are pretty clearly just face paint. Yeah, the movie turns into like this. It's almost like a horror because there's just dead bodies all over the beach, and he's just yep. walking along this yeah. beach. <laughs> there's just giant missiles yeah just lying around it's like wow bradley is like tied up to something is it in the water is he tied up in the water oh yeah he's tied to like the foot of the pier that's it he's tied to like a post i wonder if brad is among the dead brad pitt Mm. Mm. (laughs) probably probably yeah uh and so uh in the in the vision he shoots the kindness in his heart or whatever it is yeah while uh, while Brad is like screaming, no, don't do it! Rah, you've got to stop. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because we see that Hunk is getting more and more fed up with being famous, and therefore getting mm. more meaner. <laughs> and if he continues down this path, he will start World War Three. Yeah. <laughs> and he sprays those um, lucky loos with a hose, I- <laughs> and they treat that like his turning point where he turns evil. Oh. I love the moment where one of those people that he sprays just drops his action figure and has that disappointed yes. look. That was I was gonna say. It was so good. It was just like disappointed. He shakes his head just slightly and drops the action figure. Boom. Oh. That was gold. He he. I liked uh, when he got super frustrated that he got lots of calls, and I I just wrote down hire a secretary. Yeah, that's literally what they're for. But also he has an axe. Oh, yes, the axing! I forgot about that! He, like, cuts the phone cords. Because, like, so this one beautiful girl uses a actual legitimate grappling hook. Oh, yeah. To s- <laughs> while he's mm. doing this phone call thing out on the mezzanine or whatever outside, she, like, scales his garden wall to get an autograph from him, which he signs, and then he cuts the rope of her grappling hook, <laughs> so she falls. It's such a good scene, because he's talking... 
with a it's like this has happened before very clearly that someone's yes. grappled up the wall <laughs> and this is all while his girlfriend is just standing there like watching yeah well the psych psychologist and then and then he gets frustrated with the phone calls and he uses the same tomahawk to cut the phone lines yeah in yeah a fit of rage he just has this tomahawk on the hand for cutting grappling hooks <laughs> of people to <laughs> scale his walls it's such a good scene because he's talking with her and he pulls it off screen and just goes whack yeah <laughs> it was such a well shot scene I, I was laughing so hard at that that was great <laughs> that was very funny this is where we got the twist, the epic twist that no one saw coming. Yeah, we get the twist <laughs> that the, the, the psychiatrist is actually O'Brien. What? No way. We find this out in the scene where the devil is dressed up like Hitler. Yep. <laughs> Just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Yeah, that's all, that sorts that out. That seems to... That's pretty much it. Yeah, so it turns out the therapist is... O'Brien, the witch. Mm. Has been the whole time. Yeah, and she's there to kind of like start up a romance with Hunk and push him towards the start of World War Three, I guess, to try and like get him to start the yeah. war. But she's fallen in love. Yep. Oh, no. I mean, how could you resist that hunky chunk? You can't. That's the answer. And apparently she's been doing this every single time she's <laughs> meant to collect soul for the last century. She keeps falling in love with the guy. Good for her. It's so relatable. She gets she gets like a nice nerd and she hunkifies him and then she falls in love. Then we cut to hunkies being offered the key to the city, but he is being warned of all these things that are happening by Bradley, who's, like, escaping hell to come to him in a dream. Yes, he's, he's coming to him in dreams. So uh, Satan wants to make sure he doesn't fall asleep so that Bradley can't come to him in a dream to warn him. So, um, so O'Brien turns on all of the appliances in his house and they make a big, loud racket. And he can't figure out how it's happening because none of them are plugged in. What oh, a wild scene. Even though he knows that Satan is probably doing it yeah yes like you can easily figure out he's aware that satan's involved at this point so then he uh goes to accept the key to the beach and then the football guy comes up and is like doing a little speech about how oh you may have knocked me out but that made me a better person something and then he hits him with the key boom out of nowhere smacks him knocks him out which knocks him out and then he gets the warning which, to be fair, makes the, the football guy the hero of this story. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, if he hadn't done that, probably would have accepted the deal. So yeah, he's he's asleep, he gets the warning before he's then woken up, and, uh, and now he knows the future and the dark path he's on. So when he meets with the devil after the ceremony, he's like, I'm not going to keep this body because you're going to destroy the world or something. Mm. But what a twist. Are you ready, guys? This is the greatest twist in all all movie <laughs> twists. All right? Mm -hmm. So we find out that his uh, girlfriend is actually the sexy lady. <gasps> we already knew the that. The demon. Yeah, O'Brien. Yeah. But not even that. The sexy lady isn't even her true form. Her true form was, in fact, his girlfriend the whole time. Oh no, how will he accept her for who she is? Now that she's so ugly. <laughs> yeah, you know the form that he fell in love with in the first place? Oh no. That th th This was the best moment. 
because the devil's like, all right, well, if neither of you are going to keep working for me, then I'll turn you back to your, your original forms. And her original form is a 10th century princess that looks identical to the therapist. And she's like, I sold my soul to be beautiful. And it's like, <laughs> you're already a model. Like, you know, at least with the hunk, there was like a noticeable difference. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that one, it was just like, oh, my sister was more beautiful than me, so I got sold into slavery. It's like, well, <laughs> <laughs> what? The Vikings, apparently. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the devil's like, all right, I'll offer you a six-month extension. But they're both like, nah, we're done. We're done. We're going to live out the rest of our mortal lives in our original forms. And wear cute sweaters and walk on the beach barefoot, but in sweaters. Yeah. And then get thoroughly judged by the beach again um, Mm -hmm. and have a Mm -hmm. weird kissing scene where we see... um, (laughs) A chash cat just like nodding away, being like, Yeah, they're kissing. All right. <laughs> that was great. Uh, there is also because he had to come up with a new like wellness program or something for his That's work right. to not get fired. And so we just get this throwaway line where he's like, Oh, yeah, I came up with the princess program. It's inspired by you. Because you're a princess. Because you're a princess. Yep. Incredible. And then, yeah, it ends with that. And a freeze frame. And, um,. That's hunk. <laughs> that was hunk. Oh, moi. What a movie. What a good time. I enjoyed it a lot. It was great. I did as well. I would put that on at a party and make people watch it. <laughs> yeah. It's like that level. It's such a high concept that they commit to so hard that you can't help but just be like, yeah. this is nice and earnest. <laughs> and they really want this concept to work. More importantly, it's very hunky. And it's not like exploitation-y as well, which I think is mm. the road they easily could have gone down. Something like... Yeah, yeah Like Hot right. Dog mm. the movie, which is atrocious for that sort of stuff. Like, mm. I was kind of ex- expecting this movie to be on that level, but instead, no. I mean, there's no nudity at all. Mm. There's no weird, creepy scenes, which could have easily been in there. Yeah, it doesn't leer too much. Well, leers a little bit at the hunk, but even that's more aspirational. Then it seems to be objectifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit of objectifying, just a little bit. A little bit, but yeah. I don't know if it's aimed at women exclusively. Yeah, there's an element of like, this hunk could be you. Like, imagine yourself as the hunk. Mm, yeah. It has something for everyone. It does. Mm, it really does. What are we going to rate hunk then? I 100% solid gold goody. <laughs> yeah, you're a solid gold goody. That's good. Sandro, what are you thinking, buddy? I really enjoyed this. It's like an Ice Pirates, but for beach comedies instead of for sci-fis. So I will definitely be recommending this to people. It's also on YouTube for free. It's not great quality, the YouTube version, but it is there. Um, nice. So I would say a solid goodie for me as Oh, well. no. I don't... <laughs> I feel like someone should give this an oldie. <laughs> Just to Why? The Don't you want to fit in like a hunk? I'll rate it a goodie. Why not? I enjoyed three, myself. Three goodies for hunk. Yeah, I laughed a lot at this film. Goodie. If I know someone who's into hunky chunks, I'll I'll tell them that this movie's a good watch. Also, it's an important piece of history if it's the first film Brad Pitt was an extra in. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Three goodies for... How, how about that? Well... Uh, we have changed, Sandy, how the rest of the show actually plays out. 
sequels because uh, oh, yeah? we're not pitching sequels anymore. We've well, I mean, we could if you wanted to, but well, I did have an idea. <laughs> All right, well, go for it. Well, okay, so my idea for a sequel was like more of a series, mm-hmm. um, which would be Chachka's Adventures. Mm. <laughs> yep. I hate that in every way possible. <laughs> I think that would be good fun. What sort of adventures would you go on? Oh, just stealing. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> robberies. <laughs> robberies. Maybe she, like, Forrest Gumps her way into public office in California. <laughs> yeah, add or subtract. I would add more mermaid. The mermaid was very yeah. intriguing and I felt mm-hmm. underused. Maybe that could have been, like, a, a, a love triangle. What if she was a real mermaid? Ooh. What if that was the twist? What a twist. And then it was a mermaid demon hunk love triangle. Yeah, Ooh. no, I feel, like, I feel like that would have made the story far too convoluted. Uh, which is why they didn't do it. But absolutely in, in your spin-off series, we can have this mermaid yes. be revealed as an actual mermaid and be a recurring character. Maybe Chotsky helps her mm. ride a horse. Escape her her bar prison. Yeah. <laughs> and be set freed into the ocean. Gets her off ketamine. <laughs> yeah. Gets yeah. her clean. Yeah. She's got a lot of trauma from SeaWorld to work through probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you would want to remove? Anything that annoyed you in this film? Oh, I would say maybe get rid of the bowling pins that are everywhere because it's confusing. Yeah. He uses them in his decor a lot, it seems like. And I'm just like, is this a metaphor? I am going to add something on a technical level, which is decent audio quality. (laughs) Particularly for the outside scenes. I'm going to give them just better mics. And uh, I'm going to remove that scene where all the the house appliances make a bunch of noise because it gave me a a little headache. It was kind of stupid, yeah. That was really loud. I hated that. I I was waiting for that scene to end. So uh, now we have got a checklist, Sandy. This is something new that we're doing this year Mm, where we've got a checklist of tropes that we have noticed in pretty much every film um, up until this point. We're going to go through a bunch of these Ah. tropes and see where it stacks up compared to the other 87 films. The first trope, of course, Zach, is is Mm. the movie Bad Porridge? Yes. Yes, it is. It is, yes. is bad porridge. I think we see some of the food he makes. That's some bad porridge. Yeah. It doesn't even look like porridge. I wouldn't want to eat a hunk porridge. That sounds gross. Oh. <laughs> Not a porridge, maybe, but, you know. Oh, that's true. That's saucy. <laughs> Sandy, what do you think? Bad porridge? Yeah? Bad, like, is the movie mushy? Is that what the question is? <laughs> the question is, is it good or bad porridge? We don't know what it means either. If, if, okay, no, no, no. Oh. Because if, some, if something is not good porridge, which is a bowl of good porridge, it therefore must be bad porridge, correct? I know, I found it very comforting and, like, warm, so maybe good porridge. Oh. Maybe just there's, like, mm. maybe there's too much of it. Mm. You know, you just, you just, you just keep eating... Starts to get a bit samey. You're like, mm. could have gone for some fruit on top. Mm. <laughs> moving on to some tropes that make sense. You're moving on to some actual tropes. Dumb characters. Are any of the characters yes. oblivious? Are they not figuring obvious, obvious stuff out? Uh, yes. All of them, yeah. Yep. Literally every character, except maybe Satan. Actually, he's kind of oblivious to the love thing for a bit. And That's how true. he's going to get thwarted. They're all oblivious. Every single character. Another thing we've noticed is that a lot of the bad guys in 87 cinema are from a foreign country, and that is the case here. He's from hell. Yep. He's from hell, and it's coded kind of Eastern. <laughs> it very much is. 
with all his outfits. Here's Attila the Hun at one point, and mm. and Hitler. So you know, do all the good guys live? Yes, there's no death in this film. Yep. Well, there's in the dream sequence. Uh... Yeah. What about World War Three, Sandra? No. Oh, yeah. That that's a that that is a dream sequence, though. Yeah. Or is it a future sequence? Actually, Hunk dies. Oh, that's true. Oh, he does. Oh, and then that also checks off the following one, which is that that the good guy sacrifices themselves, and Hunk does sacrifice himself. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't think there was a power outage in this movie, unless you count him being knocked out, and I do (laughs) count that. Twice, right? Oh, no, two different people were knocked out. Yeah, yeah, first him, then the football guy. Yeah, yeah. That's a power outage. Uh... Yeah, I guess. Uh, the female lead's only purpose in the movie is to fall in love with male lead. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably. I mean, does tempting him also count? Like, is that does that count as something different? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no, no, uh, that that mm. falls into the category for sure. What about trying to get him to bomb Pearl Harbor? Is that? <laughs> I, th- I think that's no? something that, different. That's a romantic that's... activity. So I feel like okay. that falls under. It is framed as a romantic activity, yeah. that's yeah. true. There were no dead animals in this movie, so that was nice. Because we've just been bombarded yeah. with dead animals on every single film scene. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't think there was an animal. Yeah, no. I don't think there was a single animal. There was the mermaid. That was like half an animal. And she lived. So. Yeah. It doesn't get a bunch of these, actually. It doesn't get that it's a rip-off of other famous movies. Because um, there's no other movie like this. There's no noticeable mm. green screen. There's no songs with the title of the movie in it. Mm. Can I just say, it's not a rip-off of a famous movie, Per se, yes. but it does follow a very formulaic storyline that goes back to Doctor Faustus. Mm. Yeah, so it's definitely not completely original. There's some elements that feel kind of like they're a parody as well, I guess. So maybe it does get that one. Mm. Mm. We can give it a half. Yes. Yeah. And then finally, there is a car breaks down slash car crashes slash car stops working and that almost happened almost happened mm. yeah with the bridge thing oh stops working i mean it kind of yeah it's not doing what it's supposed to you could say yeah. that yeah i think that counts well not the most tropiest film that we've seen then which is surprising for a film called hunk <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but it has some golden golden ones yes is there any is there anything you'd like to add to that sandy that you think a trope that was in this movie a trope that was in this movie that might be in lots of other ones yeah mm. yeah we had slow mo, right? We did have. That oh one yes, so slow mo's yeah. in there, and that was ticked off. Yeah, that was yeah, ticked yeah. Off this time. That, that was one of our previous ones. So, what about being knocked on the head and falling unconscious? <laughs> <laughs> that was in Elm Street last week. Yeah, that's mm. true. I didn't think about that. One tap and you're out. And falling unconscious. Well, there we go. That's on the list. <laughs> oh, awesome! Thank you so much. It's an honor. Well, I guess that means it's time to uh, figure out what the general audience thinks of this movie. If they don't love it, I'm quitting. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for raving reviews. What was that laugh? (laughs) Um, Well, you might remember from earlier on when we talked about the Rotten Tomatoes score and the audience score was 23%. That's so rude. There were some positives and there were some negative reviews. Mm -hmm. So, um... This is the part of the show where uh, I get some reviews from Rotten Tomatoes. The audience scores, not the critics, because the critics sucks. And there were no critics this week anyway. Um, <laughs> so I didn't have a choice. Uh, but because there's two people on, uh, they're going to battle it out to see who yeah. can get the most points. Right. The goal is simple. You just got to guess 
what they rated the movie. I'll tell you the thing. You can do 0.5, so there's 0.5s. Don't forget those. Mm -hmm. We'll just jump into it. Right. Sandy, you've played before. You're a professional. You should be. You should be rocking this. I'm usually quite good at this, but yes. I feel like my love for the movie might. Mm, that might cloud your judgment. Yes, slightly. There's only a few reviews for this movie that I could find, so I, I grabbed the best ones. So there's not too many of them. Uh, so Mark says, "You know the drill. Nerdy guy becomes a heartthrob and loses himself along the way." That's the review. It's the point of the movie. Yep. I maybe three. Oh, you're going three? Okay. All right. He seems like not super impressed, but like not annoyed or disappointed. I think I might go two. Yeah, just because I'm keeping in mind that 22%. So mm. I don't know, though. Oh, yeah. that's a little meta game, you Sandro. I've never won one of these. <laughs> <laughs> that is so. true. Well, you're right, Sandra. It's two out of five. Oh, two yay. out of five. Yeah. Well, well done. done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think you'll agree with this one. Uh, Andrea says, ha, I totally remember watching this. This guy becomes Hunk Golden. Hilarious. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go three again. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, you know, the nostalgia will, will give it a boost. Yeah, there's a, lo there's a lot of explanation marks. Oh, a lot of explanation Ooh. Mm. Well, then I'm going to go five out of five. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Well, you both wrong. It's one out of five. It's one out of five. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. Andrea. <laughs> Sorry, a little little bamboozle there. I'll, uh, here's mm. a proper one. Uh, Peter says, funny idea for a movie. It's not always the best to be beautiful. <laughs> oh, 2.5. I'm going to go for the the three, now that Sandy's left the three open. I'm going to jump on that three this time. Yeah, yeah. It's three out of five. What? You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and there's only one more question left. Oh, no. That means it's time for double points. Yeah, it's double points time. Because uh, Sandro has such an epic lead, the only way for you to grab a tie is to get this one correct. All right. The final review by Stephanie says, One of the worst movies I have ever oh, seen. No. <laughs> Perfect smiley face. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get Sandro to guess this first. Wait, so what is... Just go through the review just again. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Ever seen. Explanation mark, explanation mark, explanation mark. Perfect smiley face. I I'm feeling like uh, whoever gets the closest, I'm going to okay. get the the double points. That's that's going to be my goal. Again, keeping in mind 22%, I'm going to go two. Ooh. Because it's not the most negative you can go, but it's still, you know, slightly positive just to reflect that perfect. So I'm, I'm mm. going to go two. All right, fine. I'm going five out of five. Lock You're going in. five out of five. You're locking in five out of five. It's 0. 0.5 oh, no. out of five. Oh. So, Sandro, <laughs> you get two bonus extra points. Woo. And I think that means... Sandro's finally won one. Aww. I knew that Hunk would be my <laughs> my special movie. And unfortunately, your bias has caused you to tragically lose. Unfortunately, Sandy to fall off my pedestal. That's okay. I'm I'm down here with the Hunks. I'm not sad. <laughs> yeah. I got the Hunks to keep me warm at night. That's well, right. congratulations, Sandro. Well done. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yes. You finally did it. You finally did it. Well, I guess this movie now has a special place in the history of <laughs> yep. just things in general. 
All right, that's the episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Sandy. As always, uh, your podcast literature is available. It sure is, wherever you get your podcasts. We've got a new season coming out very shortly. I can't give you an exact date because that's the way it be sometimes. But let me tell you, we've got a huge, huge first book. Ooh. Um, Ooh. A massive, massive uh, premiere to season three. So I'm really excited to share it with everybody. A hunky book. A true, a true hunk of a book. <laughs> nice. nice. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> all right. Uh, there will be links to that in the description. Also, all your socials. Yeah. Mm. So go check that out. Is there any comedy festival coming up? Do we know anyone who's doing shows? I don't think we do. No, I don't think we do. Oh, well, we can't plug anyone's shows. Um, just go say stuff. Yeah. Please. Please inject some money back into the arts. As always, the number one way to help out this show, though, is to tell a friend. Be like, hey, friend, do you like hunky boys? <laughs> the answer is always yes. Yes, the answer will always be yes. Of course. And uh, and then, yeah, just sneak in a recommendation for this podcast. You can also re- review us on iTunes. That does help there as well. Uh, and also on YouTube. We do. We are on YouTube. I always forget to upload the episodes, but I'll we'll hopefully go <laughs> through and upload the last batch uh, a bit later on. So that is there as well. That does help get us new listeners. So if you can chuck us a subscribe over there, that'd be great. And we are also on Patreon. Woo! Two bonus episodes a month if you join the Dead Dad mm. Club. Though, again, that might get renamed to the Bad Porridge Club at some point. <laughs> Our episode on Police Academy 3 is out so go check that out uh, in the lead up to our full episode on police academy 4 a bit later on this year and i think there should be a poll for whatever we do on the next episode as well so if you want us to cover sorority babes in the slime bowl bowl <laughs> which is a movie that we found we'll do it the answer is always yes <laughs> yeah i may have gone insane in that episode so it's a good <laughs> the one. police academy one yeah you did yeah the police academy one i was i was not happy I was an unhappy chappy, one could say. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad I watched Hunk today, though. That really, it was it calmed me down, you know. Oh, it's a bad movie, but uh, one of my friends sent me a clip from Police Academy Five, and oh boy, I think it reinvigorates the franchise. <laughs> I doubt it. So we oh. might have to finish off that series. <laughs> and then there's also all the social links in the description. As always, Zach, you're picking next week's episode. All right, what do we got? Got a lot of options, and a lot of them are good. Okay. The first one isn't. Down Twisted <laughs> is about a naive waitress who gets in trouble when she agrees to help out her roommate. This ends up with her having to run from mercenaries. Mm. So you never, never help your roommate. It's one of the cardinal rules of life. Speaking of cardinal rules... Ooh. Nice segue. Heat is about a dangerous man who is very good at using edged weapons. And he works <laughs> as a bodyguard or something. Wow. Incredible. It's probably going to kill some people. How does that have anything to do with cardinal rules? <laughs> you, you're not allowed to kill people? You're supposed to kill people? One of the two. Can't Speaking of... What's the rule in this situation? Sandro. Speaking of killing people, <laughs> Evil Dead no, 2. Sandro. <laughs> Sandro. <laughs> Classic horror comedy that is part remake, part parody of the original Evil Dead Come movie. Come back here and answer for your crimes. <laughs> Speaking of crimes... Raising Arizona is a Coen Brothers film where criminal Nick Cage falls in love with a cop and then they go kidnap a baby. Wait, did you say Nick Cage? What was the movie beforehand? I didn't hear it. I was laughing too much. 
Speaking of laughing, Tin Men oh, no. is about two rival aluminium salesmen who will do anything to make a sale. Danny DeVito is in it. Oh, Danny DeVito. Someone's got to hold this man accountable for these segues. So the options are Down Twisted, Evil Dead 2, Heat, Raising Arizona, that's the Nick Cage one, and then Tin Men, which is the DeVito one. I have seen Ooh. Evil Dead 2 before. It is great. Well, we can't do that one then. Um, so, so what's the Danny DeVito one? That is Tin Men. Uh, they are selling some doors, I think, or like some sliding windows made out of tin. And then there's Nick Cage, Coen Brothers, stealing a baby. Coen Brothers? Yeah, they're great. And Nick Cage. Yeah. That sounds like a good combination. I'd, I'd like to do that one. I think that one's a good one. Raising Arizona. Yeah. Sandy, if you had to pick, what would you go for? I don't know what any of them are about because your segues were so bad. <laughs> well, speaking of segues, we end the episode with the best quote <laughs> from the movie Hunk. Wow. You will be mm. held accountable for your crimes one day. Mine is, mm. you're a walking Chuck Norris movie and I'm not waiting until you're out on video cassette. <laughs> my favorite, My favourite is... Um... <laughs> The schlong of King <laughs> <laughs> Mine's gotta be. I finally meet a beautiful woman and she wants me to bomb Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.